And by that music, that means it can only be episode three of Loki. And a time variant, Neil, is with me to talk about this episode. Neil, how you doing, my friend? I'm very well. I've uh, you know, been through the timelines. I've decided to come on this particular one and talk to you about this amazing programme. So, you know. oh, I'm pleased to have you, mate. I'm pleased yeah. to have you. And as usual, we've not spoken about this, so... We don't know the way it's going to go, which is going to be interesting, I think, especially for episode three. But, but as we remember, episode two, when we left it, that it was a massive climax that the, the, um, the sacred timeline has been compromised by um, who we now know as Sylvie. And mm. from the off, I have to say, I was very disappointed that we haven't kind of I didn't speak about that. I didn't carry on from that massive development. I really wanted to know what was going to happen. What about yourself? Well, yeah, it's it, it's an odd episode, this one. I have to be honest. I found myself looking at it, feeling like it was a bit of a filler. Yeah. To be honest. And yeah, like, you're right. It doesn't go straight into that action, does it? It goes into a, a completely different scene and then sort of goes back on itself a little bit before the TVA come in and sort of ruin her parade so to speak. yeah definitely and i was really disappointed because it ended with uh, just a massive development what's going to happen are, are there going to be characters coming back whose timelines they killed off um is this going to start a war is this why the um the timekeepers monitor the time the sacred timeline so much that to not have it was a real disappointment. And I'll put my card on the table, play my hand early. This episode, out of three, I'm going to say it, and people will be, oh my God, it's Marvel, you can't say anything bad. But <laughs> this was a really padded out episode for me. I was glad that it, the fact that it was only 40 minutes long. I don't think I could have taken any more, honestly. I don't know what your thoughts are, whether that's, you agree, whether that surprises you. I, I don't know. As I say, we've not spoken. Um, it surprised me a little bit, but I completely agree because as I was going through it, you know, the start of it, it sort of was like, okay, this is a weird direction. And then it sort of gets action and very good. And then all of a sudden it was literally just an episode about the two Lokis or Loki and Sylvie's, you know, their character arc, you know, growing trust and all that sort of stuff. It was, it was, you know, it could have been done a lot quicker and then brought back into the action. But yeah completely i mean I, I, and they did throw some good bits into it which i mean i like the fact at the start you've got hunter c20 having um drinks in a bar um with sylvie and it's a weird scene it kind of took me away from what was actually going on and it's just it shows the mind control it takes the person somewhere and they did mention enchanted a hell of a lot i mean that must be mentioned between 15 and 20 times which we'll talk about later on mm -hmm. as to possibly why um but it was a good demonstration of how Sylvie does do the mind control. And the conversation that they had um, was a conversation which I thought played very well because it clearly played in a direction as to the way she controls people. But it, it didn't do enough of it for me because that was quite an interesting point of the mind control element. And I like that. What did you what are your thoughts on like the mind control? Yeah, no, it's interesting to find out how she does it, because obviously it's something that Loki can't do. You know, he can imitate people, but he can't take over people. So it was interesting because, you you know, you just think that she touches people and then can control them and knows what they're 
do it, you know, everything about them. But it appears that depending on, you know, who they are, the types of things she has to do to get what she wants. So she's clearly trying to get information, isn't she, about the time lords and she can't. You know, every time she tries and asks a question, she sort of realises this isn't right. This isn't my right memory and stuff like that. So it was, I thought it was quite clever. Yeah, and I thought it was quite sinister as well. The fact mm. that every time she, um, that Hunter 20 seems to be coming out of it, that Sylvie, in a quite a sinister way, brings her back into it. And you can see the way that she really does kind of manipulate people. And oh, yeah. I, I like that. Um, because that's that is her character. She's Loki. And I think one of the issues I did have was that the the character arc of Loki, the change of him in this episode, it, for me, I I find it hard to believe because this is the 2012 Loki. This is the Loki that yeah. tried to take over the world, take on the Avengers, and brought everyone into this world um, and wanted to kill human beings and took someone's eye out. I mean, it's a really evil, sinister Loki that we've got here. But this is a Loki that now wants to help people, to save people and work as a team. And for me, this isn't the Loki that I know from that period, you know? No, you're completely right. It's the Loki from the later on, isn't it? Where he starts becoming a bit more humanised and thinking about the bigger picture, not just himself. So, yeah, it it is frustrating. But I suppose that's the way they wanted to go down they people liked that loki towards the end didn't they so the problem is they've mixed the two together and his yeah like you say his arc has changed very very quickly compared to how it did in the marvel franchise yeah what why did you think that um sylvie wanted to go back to the tva for what was that because she obviously when they're in the supermarket she goes through that time portal and she goes back into tva followed by loki I mean, was she going back into the TBA to see the fallout of dropping all of those time bombs, do you think? What was what was the kind of the, the point of it? I didn't quite know. Well, we find out a bit more later on, don't we? But at this point, I thought that she was going back there just to kill them, to get rid of them so people can, you know, there wasn't just one timeline. Um, and, you know, there could be various ones and people could live their lives how they wanted to, if you see what I mean. Because yeah. there'd be multiple people in multiple timelines and you know i guess she didn't think there was an issue with that and she thinks that what they're doing is wrong so that's what i thought she was trying to do because she was trying to find out wasn't she from the um hunter c20 that where they were and you know how she would get to them and she she tells them about the golden elevator and stuff like that so that was my take on it at this time but it does develop later on doesn't it about which we've spoken about before in relation to Clive, uh, not Clive, in relation to... Um, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson's, I always call him Clive Wilson, I don't know why. And um, his love of jet skis and where that comes from. And we do get the payoff that we do. I think, yeah, the, the, the shout I made last week, I'm quite yeah. proud of myself that I think it will mm. come off. But um, yeah, so they, they are followed back there. And, and then... Due to circumstances, I mean, she does kick some major ass. Sylvie does when she's back to uh, TVA, which I do enjoy that. It's mm. nice to get a bit of action. And they end up on Lamentis 1. When they do escape, they use the um, Tempad, the, the gadget to travel through time. Um, and when they end up on uh, temp, uh, Lamentis 1, the batteries have run out, so they need to recharge it. And the conversation from Sylvie, uh, when they do arrive, it, she appears to 
already know Lamentus One and the history of it and the fact that it's going to collide with another planet. You idiot! This is Lamentus One. I don't know what that means. The moon that planet is about to crash into and destroy. Of all of the apocalypses saved on that tenth planet, this is the worst. No one makes it off here. Watch out! And it's going to be destroyed. Do you get that impression? Oh yeah, I think she's because she's hidden in various sort of cataclysmic events, world events that she obviously knows them all and she like she says this is the worst one that you could pick sort of thing especially as the the time pad has run out of battery you know and they're sort of she knows that they're proper screwed yeah yeah that's the kind of impression i got that she is a, a massive time traveler and yeah she may have been to this planet before because it is 2727 when they're on um lamentus one and I do like the fact that the the tempad does need charging because it is a kind of driver for the plot as to mm. how they're going to charge this on a planet that seems completely desolate and vacant of people. But when they do run away and they do hide in a hut because there's like meteors flying down and stuff, again, you get that element of distrust between both of them because they're both Lokis and they're both just con and trick people. But yeah. the conversation is just padded out whilst they're deciding what to do, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean it's just it's them. So, I guess they're trying to figure each other out, aren't they? And what the point of them is. But you you are right. It just seems to go on for a long time. Like I said at the beginning, this could have all probably been done with about twenty minutes, and then got onto some different type of action. And stuff. Yeah. But, you know, because she tries uh, to it. take over him, doesn't she? And she can't because obviously his mind isn't weak. And yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I did find it quite amusing when they were trying to do the bit where she takes him over and she walks up to him and puts the hands on his shoulders or on his cheeks kind of thing. And uh, it just turns into a really awkward moment as if he's like, well, what are you trying to do? You kind of trying it on with me or, or what's going on? I, I don't quite get it. And there is that element of distrust. And I like that. And but I felt they kind of played on that too much. And again, they talk about being enchanted all the time. And yeah. I think because obviously in one division that it was Mephisto, Mephisto is going to be here. I got sucked into it. I, I thought Mephisto was going to be there and they talk about enchanted a lot. And there's, there's obviously the character enchantress in Marvel as well. So do they mention enchanted because of enchantress and they clearly have got tongues wagging. I mean, the internet different podcasts different reviews and forums are completely alive with enchantress but for once i'm not going to get bought into this and just to see how it goes because they've made such a massive deal out of loki and sylvie but uh, they're kind of doing it again they're kind of getting people talking again which i think is really clever because i know nothing about this enchantress i honestly don't i didn't bother looking because i don't think it's going to go in that direction no, and that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because he said about Nightmare being a different department before, and they've just dropped another one. And it does, like you say, it gets people talking. That you know, people that love Marvel and are massively invested in it, they will go off, and you know, the rumor mill goes, don't they? And, and that's how programs get such a good following. And it's yeah. very clever writing to be able to do that, just slip things in like that, because they know that people will love it. And you know. So I think yeah. it's, it's definitely clever from them. But I don't know. Yes. I honestly don't know because obviously this is episode three of six. So it'll be interesting to see where they go 
with it. But I can't imagine they'll introduce anybody else. But I could be completely bloody wrong. So. No, I mean, I, you don't know how much it's for the comic book fans at the end of the day, do you? But I do like when they go to this hut, when they do try and find help from this woman um, about getting the, uh, like the the temp pad charged up. And when they knock on the door and Sylvie decides to use brute force, much against um, Loki's judgment. And when she, <laughs> when she knocks on the door, this woman just kind of shoots her with this like stun gun. And even though Loki has spoken to her, in that the kind of his own like English language, oh. he then materializes as a her kind of ex-husband, who he's he's seen a photograph of, and that was never gonna work because he's awesome, yeah he's played his card already, you know. Uh, he was ju- I think he was just trying to say to like outsmart Sylvie in the sense of look what I can do, my powers are better than yours, and you know. It, but yeah, it completely backfires on him, and it was never going to work. And as soon as he starts being nice to her, she shoots him. She's oh, like, brilliant. He's never said anything nice to me like that before. You know, so yeah, it it's so good. And, and the line from uh, Sylvia as well, as it like I kind of told you so, line was just absolutely pure brilliance. It, it made me laugh so much. Yeah. But the. They have to get on this arc. And it really reminded me of, I think it's a film, a series called Snowpiercer on Netflix. Yes. With this massive train moving through the ice. And it really had a, that kind of feeling about it. This train mm. did, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's a great series as well. That's well worth a watch. It is. is. Yeah, it's definitely a really, really original series on Netflix. And because you learned, it, or I don't know if it's the carriage they're in, but you've got the luxuries of drinking wine in the bar on this train where everyone else outside is poor and that they're struggling to get on the train. And mm. it was good. And the way they got on the train as well, the way they tricked this guard who was a complete idiot, um, yeah. was just, it was so, so clever. I really, really liked it. Whoa, hey. Taking this one to Saru. Okay. And the tickets? Orders come from the top to get her on this train. Sir, this... Everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, I just remembered that. Headquarters radioed in the request for them this morning. Okay. Okay. Again, it was... How are they going to get on the train without being too predictable a story of doing it? And they kind of go down the comedy route, which which does work well it worked for me it was simple you knew they were yeah. going to get on the train end of the day of course you did and it was fun and i like the fact that they had to work together in a sense so loki's idea and it worked to a certain point then all of a sudden it's like ah oh, this isn't working anymore and sylvie yeah. has to sort of take over the guard to sort of you know bring it along so it was quite nice wasn't it that there's a lot of to and a fro in between them but at this moment they actually work together for once and it worked it pays off yeah, and I, I do kind of question their working together to a certain extent because they're both so devious, and I, I kind of I got my own theories which at the end, which possibly okay. as to why this happens. But uh, though when they're on the train again, I found it really padded out. Oh, the the conversation about the parents and. I didn't know my parents and I knew mine and I was adopted. I, I didn't need any of that. I did like the line regards to where they sit on the train. 
and which way they're facing. I thought that was brilliant of Loki of, as a god of mischief. <laughs> can't sit with his back towards the way he's traveling. Was just so yeah, comical. It was. And she's like, well, I can't sit with him back to the door. And he just looks around and goes, but there's loads of doors. <laughs> just, just sit down. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, uh, look, I can't go backwards on a train. Well, I never sit with my back to a door. What? There are doors on both sides. Oh, just sit down. <clears throat> it was the comedy in this, the comedy elements, as padded as it was, they were quite funny in places. I have to say, these two bounce off each other quite well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. As it went on, when they're doing the comedy, I think it does mm. work well. When they're trying to do the sentiment, for me, it, it felt really padded out. But yeah. And you do learn quite a few things uh, about each character, especially which just happens to be. Obviously, this was the first month. This was the first one that's going to be out. And it was put back and back and back. But the fact that um, Loki discloses that he's bisexual um, in Gay Pride Month was yeah. a, a stroke of absolute genius by Marvel. It works out really, really well. Because apparently that is his that, character, isn't it? In the comic books, he is that way. He's always been that way. So, so, I don't know anything about him, so it was uh, it was nice to learn different things like that. I I, yeah. I enjoyed that. It was perfect timing. It was absolute genius by Marvel. Definitely. And you learned that even Sylvie's got. I didn't know whether she was has got a boyfriend or whether she was being sarcastic about the boyfriend being a postman and waiting for her. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know either. I was sort of left confused by that. Yeah, he's a postman. Blah blah blah. It's like what? Really? Is yeah. that true? Is that not? You know, she didn't. You know, she very quickly changes the subject. So maybe she has, but she's not willing to talk about it properly. Yeah, anyway. I didn't and really care either, to be honest. No, I didn't, and I wanted <laughs> something to happen. I wanted action, and we do get action thanks to Loki being completely pissed up when she does fall asleep. <laughs> Surprise me, singing all of his songs. They do sound really kind of Nordic songs he's singing, don't mm. they? I, I yeah. quite like them. But he's changed back to his TVA outfit with variant written on the back, <laughs> which really isn't a good move. But he's too pissed up. He's too uh, big headed, arrogant. He's a god of mischief and he does what he wants. And I always like that about Loki of whatever the situation is, when someone says to him, what on earth did you do? He kind of shrugged his shoulders, doesn't he? It's like, do what I want. Yeah, no, definitely. And that does play back to him in the sort of original who he was rather than constantly agreeing to go along with someone he doesn't know and all this sort of shit he's he actually reverts back to who he is so i quite like that part of it even though yeah. it was quite obvious what was going to happen when he starts yes. drinking the champagne you're like you're just gonna get pissed and it's all gonna go wrong <laughs> and <laughs> it was it was fucking obvious but it was still well done yeah, I thought, why not get pissed, you know? Just good for you. You've been through <laughs> everything. And uh, when you're out, what happens on the train stays on the train and Ooh, just yes. go and get pissed <laughs> up. So uh, I thought, yeah, why not? Good for you. But um, it does lead to a, a good fight on the train, a bit of action. After being so padded out, it does need something to happen. And... I like what happens and the fact that Loki throws the guard out the window and then after he throws the guard out the window, he gets thrown out himself. I and Sylvie's like, oh, Jesus Christ, thanks. I've got no choice now but to jump out this window. And the temp pad is destroyed, which really puts a spanner in the works, isn't it? 
It does. Which I'm surprised because you don't know where he's hidden it, and then all of a sudden, him falling out the train's broken it. But at, no, <laughs> but at no point do you see like a bulge in his outfit or anything like that. So unless he's just put it in his pocket and turned it invisible, I don't know. You know, I guess that's the fun it. of magic. Or he's plugged. <laughs> he could have plugged it. He clenched so hard when he was thrown out of the window, it <laughs> broke the tin pad. <laughs> yeah, and now they're really, really stuck because um, Lamentus One is being destroyed, uh, and the time is coming, and it's the clock's ticking, and they need to jump on the ark. And I thought naively, I thought the train was the ark first of all, but mm. the ark turns out to be a massive spaceship which is going to leave, and the only thing they can do is hijack it because they they know through the time of what happens that it's going to be destroyed um so why don't they try and change time by hijacking it and they can charge well they can't charge the um 10 packs as now it's destroyed uh, i i know that it was action but i didn't like the the explosions and the the towers falling down and stuff like that towards the end it was all too generic I did, yeah, to be honest, I've had a real issue with the acting in this bit because it looked because obviously it's all CGI, obviously. But yeah. when they're like, stop, oh, pull them out of the way or something, it looked really staged. Yes. I don't, yeah. I, I was watching it going, bloody hell, they really not, you know, they just thought, oh, that'll do. It really looked fake, if you see what I mean. And I, I found that very disappointing with something that's been so good so far. That really did take me out of it completely. You know, I was so pleased you say that because I suddenly got that, and it it was yeah, it was I don't know what it was. It, it seemed like I don't like Doctor Who. I did when I was younger. I don't like Doctor Who now. I don't care what anyone says. I it felt it. very Doctor Who-ish to me. Very yeah. cheap set. The special effects suddenly didn't seem very good, and it was just generic jumping, evading running stopping ducking and yeah it was boring it really was and again when loki got there he said they're going to kill these people and they don't care why would he why, yeah he doesn't why care. would he care he wouldn't care because at the end of the day he knows that they're going to die it's a it's a end of world event and it doesn't matter what happens because he's already said this it, if everyone dies which they do it doesn't matter what they do because they're going to die anyway. So why does he care if they're getting killed by the guards or it get, ends up being the planet? It just... Yeah. Why was all has he got... Why have all of a sudden has he got a conscience about it? It just doesn't make any sense. At no. All. And then they start scrapping with people for no reason whatsoever. And the whole scene was just really odd. It, it just, wasn't... Yeah. I compl- I'm so glad it wasn't me because I thought I was going to say to you and we'd have completely... No. different point of view i like the when he put the building back up i thought that was good when it was falling mm-hmm. down he kind of reversed the time it kind of makes me think well if he could do that now why couldn't he have done that about being yeah. thrown off the train yeah um, exactly or when exactly the arc blows up were. why can't they both just turn back that time or undo what just happened and it, again it was just the fact that he cares so much he sent thousands of jatari through to new york to kill everyone and now he starts to care. Uh, but it is a good dilemma that when they get on the arc or when they try to go on the arc, um, the meteor hits it and destroys it. And now they've got no tempad, They've got no arc. 
they have got no way of getting back and getting off the planet, which is going to de- be destroyed in seconds. And I think that, because obviously the, the program finishes there, but I think what may happen is that he's still in the supermarket and he's been kind of enchanted by her and this is her possibly getting in his mind uh, because he even states that you're always asking me questions or I'm always asking you questions and I'm not getting any information from you. It's yeah. you getting information from me, which he was what, who, what he was doing to Hunter C20. So possibly this is their way to get out of it because I can't think of any other way apart from Owen Wilson now knowing that Lamentis is going to be destroyed. And he, he is aware that this is where like the other Loki, which is where Sylvia hides. So he may go to this planet and save them just in time. Yeah, I mean, how, how he would figure out that they're there, I'd have no idea. Because yeah. they never knew who, where he was, where she was hiding before without, without the bubble gum. So I can't. But no, I think that's quite a good shout, mate, to be honest. I think that's quite clever. But obviously, because I'm sitting there thinking, well, are they going to get out of this then? Because it was either yeah. going to be that um, Mobius comes through and pulls them out. Yeah. Or, which I found quite improbable. Or the fact, like, you're right, yeah, I didn't even think about the mind control stuff at all. So, yeah, it could be that completely. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And, and also what I did like, and as we spoke briefly about earlier, was the fact that, all of the variants, the police, were normal human beings and that mm. they had their, their mind control, which is why he likes jet skiing, because yes. he used to be either a professional jet skier or he had a family and he went on jet skiing yeah. holidays. And it really is going to pay out to the detriment of the timekeepers and the TVA, which they're going to work out are baddies and that they're prisoners they've been prisoners for hundreds of years and i I hope that is going to be the payoff i think it'll be really exciting i think so yeah because it is interesting because we talked about that last week and we're bang on the money because we always thought why is everything so old and yeah you know why has he got an interest in jet skis and stuff and you don't just get an interest in jet skis unless it's some sort of repressed memory. So they had to be some sort of variant or something. So I'm not, it's nice that we found that out. Yeah. And it, hopefully, like you say, there'll be a massive payoff at the end. But it will be interesting to see how they get off this planet and what's going to happen. It was definitely left on a cliffhanger. And Yeah. But I think you might be on the money, mate. I think you might be right that all of a sudden she's just going to pull him out of the fantasy and they're going to be in the supermarket still. It would so, be interesting to see. I hope so because I did miss Owen Wilson in this, and uh, it was a a real, real shame. But hopefully next week we're going to get some payoff. But it was there were some real good revealers in there, and it does. Hopefully that will be payoff for for next week or the week after. The um, people being mind controlled, and the fact that we want to know about the sacred timeline of what's going to happen. That really fucked me off, to be honest. I was really angry about that because <laughs> I was waiting just to, to see which characters, if any, are coming back. But it was a, a middle of the road episode for me. I, yeah. I, it was too padded out. And I know they've got to give a narrative of different things, but I, I'm just glad it was short. And I, I don't, I can't take another episode like that. I want stuff to happen. You know, I'm impatient. No, no and the thing is, I think, you know, I think, they, you know, obviously, very bad of me to say but it would have been nice if they'd had 
the other side of it while it was going on. Yes. You know, Owen running around trying to find him where they are, that type of situation sort of going on. Because obviously we, we love that guy. We love Mobius and his character. And it's mm. been a real shame that they didn't explore anything to do with that. Because the other episodes have been like 54 minutes. This is 10 minutes shorter, and thankfully so. Yeah. But it could, it, even if it was still 45 minutes, you could have taken about 20 minutes of this out and put stuff about Owen in there and him searching around or whatever it might be. But, oh, well, it's it's done now. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. The extra 10 minutes would have been quite nice for them to to have um, Mobius just running around or trying to find them or work out where they are and come up with different yeah. plans to set up for next um, for next week. Yeah, that would have worked. Well, I would have been more than happy with that. Yeah. So. Oh, well, it's done now, so we can't change it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that is episode three of Loki. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, next week with episode four. And also during the week, we'll have the final episode of our Terminator retrospective being Terminator Dark Fate. Um, we'll have the whole gang back for that. We may even have Rav, hopefully. But yeah, it's nice. been it's been really interesting talking about the Terminator franchise, isn't it? It's the way it's changed and evolved. Oh, massively! It's it's such a strange franchise that and the way they've taken it and how things have gone incredibly wrong or incredibly right, depending how you look at it. But um, you know how I feel about it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about Terminator Dark Fate? Genesis, you know, we'll find out how I feel about Dark Fate. Um, but Genesis was just, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, I I thought it was a brilliant podcast. There was so many yeah. different points of view and about the plot holes, about the acting, the characters, and the timelines. It was really really enjoyable. So that is. Um, Android and that's on our um, iTunes as well and obviously that is on the YouTube channel the Film Realcast um, there is a link on the Android and iTunes uh, podcast to the YouTube channel but subscribe to that and there is shitloads of content it's getting bigger and bigger thanks for everyone who subscribed um, leave us a review five stars leave comments on iTunes it would just be great to know what everyone thinks so yeah, Thanks drop us much. ideas of what you'd like us to talk about as well. We're always up for ideas of what people Definitely. are interested in knowing what our opinions are. So let us know. We'll do yeah. it. We'll have a talk about it. Definitely. Definitely. Well said. So have a great weekend, everyone. Have a great weekend, Neil. And we'll be back during the week with Terminator Dark Fate. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.